From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The following audio drama is a production of 63 Audio and the Narada Radio Company, a proud member of the all-new Mutual Audio Network. Act 2, Scene 1. The Court at Macbeth's Castle. Banquo enters, bearing a torch, and finds his son, Fleance, staring up at the sky. How goes the night, boy? The moon is down. I have not heard the clock. And she goes down at twelve. I take tis later, sir. Hold. Take my sword. There's husbandry in heaven. The candles are all out. Take thee that, too. <laughs> A heavy summons lies like lead upon me, and yet I would not sleep. Merciful powers restrain in me the cursed thoughts that nature gives way to in repose. Macbeth enters surreptitiously, but his footsteps are heard by Banquo. Give me my sword! Who's there? A friend. What, sir, not yet at rest? The king's abed. He hath been in unusual pleasure, and sent forth great largesse to your offices. <laughs> I dreamt last night of the three weird sisters. To you they have showed some truth. I think not of them. Yet, when we can entreat an hour to serve, we would spend it in some words upon that business, if you would grant the time. At your kindest leisure. If you shall cleave to my consent when tis, it shall make honour for you. So I lose none in seeking to augment it, but still keep my bosom franchised and my allegiance clear. I shall be counselled. Good repose the while. <laughs> Thanks, sir. The like to you. Banquo and Fleance retire to their rooms. Macbeth stands alone in the court. Is this a dagger which I see before me? The handle toward my hand? Come, let me clutch thee. I have thee not, yet I see thee still. Art thou not, fatal vision, sensible to feeling as to sight? Or art thou but a dagger of the mind, a false creation, proceeding from the heat-oppressed brain? I see thee yet, in form as palpable as this which now I draw. Thou marshalst me in the way that I was going. In such an instrument I was to use. Mine eyes are made the fools of the other senses, or else worth all the rest. <sighs> I see thee still. And on thy blade and dudgeon gouts of blood which was not so before. There's no such thing! <sighs> it is the bloody business which informs thus to mine eyes. Now o'er the one half-world nature seems dead, and wicked dreams abuse the curtained sleep. Witchcraft celebrates pale Hecate's offerings, and withered murder, alarmed by a sentinel of the wolf, thus with a stealthy pace towards his design, <gasps> moves like a ghost. Lady Macbeth enters. The doors are open, and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. I have drugged their possets, that death and nature do contend about them, whether they live or die. I go, and it is done. The bell invites me. 
Hit it not, Duncan, for it is a knell that summons thee to heaven or to hell. Who's there? What? Ho! Alack, I'm afear they have awaked and tis not done. The attempt and not the deed confound us. Hark! I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss him. Had he not resembled my father as he slept, I had done. My husband! I have done the deed. Didst thou not hear a noise? I heard the owl scream and crickets cry. Did not you speak? When? Now. As I descended? I. Hark! Who lies in the second chamber? Donald Bain. This is a sorry sight. Oh, behold my hands. A foolish thought to say a sorry sight. There's one did laugh in sleep, and one cried murder, that they did wake each other. I stood and heard them, but they did say their prayers and address them again to sleep. There are two lodged together. One cried, God bless us, and amen the other, as they had seen me with these hangman's hands. Listening their fear, I I could not say amen when they did say God bless us. Consider it not so deeply. But wherefore could I not pronounce amen? I had most need of blessing, and amen stuck in my throat. These deeds must not be thought after these waves, so it will make us mad. Methought I heard a voice cry, Sleep no more, Macbeth does murder sleep. The innocent sleep, sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care. The death of each day's life, sore labor's bath, balm of hurt minds, great nature's second course, chief nourisher in life's feast. What do you mean? Still it cried, sleep no more, to all the house, glams hath murdered sleep, and therefore Cawdor shall sleep no more. Macbeth shall sleep no more. Who was it that thus cried? Why, worthy Thane, you do unbend your noble strength to think so brain-sickly of things. Go get some water, and wash this filthy witness from your hand. Why did you bring these daggers from the place? They must lie there. Go, carry them, and smear the sleepy grooms with blood. I'll go no more. I am afraid to think what I have done. Look on again, I dare not. Infirm of purpose. Give me the daggers. The sleeping and the dead are but as pictures. Tis the eye of childhood that fears a painted devil. If you do bleed, I'll gild the faces of the grooms withal, for it must seem their guilt. Lady Macbeth exits. Whence is that knocking? How is't with me when every noise appalls me? What hands are here? Ha! They pluck out mine eyes. Will all great Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? No. This my hand will rather the multitudinous seas in incarnadine, making the green one red. Lady Macbeth returns. My hands are of your color, but I shame to wear a heart so white. I hear a knocking at the south entry. Retire we to our chamber. A little water clears us of this deed. How easy is it then? Your constancy has left you unattended. Hark! More knocking. Get on your nightgown. 
lest occasion call us and show us to be watchers. Be not lost so poorly in your thoughts. To know my deed, to a best not know myself. Wake Duncan with thy knocking, I would thou couldst. Scene two, the castle gate. Enter a porter, drunk. the gate. Macduff and Lennox pass in. Macduff addresses the porter. Was it so late, friend, ere you went to bed that you do lie so late? Faith, sir. We were carousing till the second cock. Our knocking has awaked your master. Here he comes. Macbeth enters. Lennox approaches him. Good morrow, noble sir. Good morrow, both. Is the king stirring, worthy thane? Not yet. He did command me to call timely on him. I have almost slipped the hour. I'll bring you to him. This is the door. I'll make so bold to call, for tis my limited service. Macduff exits. Goes the king hence today? He does. He did point so. The night has been unruly. Where we lay, our chimneys were blown down. And, as they say, lamentings heard in the air. Strange screams of death and prophesying with accents terrible of dire combustion and confused events, new hatched to the woeful time. The obscure bird clamored the livelong night. Some say the earth was feverous and did shake. Twas a rough night. My young remembrance cannot parallel a fellow to it. Macduff rushes back in a panic. Oh, horror! 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 Tongue nor heart cannot conceive nor name thee. What's What's the the matter? matter? Confusion now hath made his masterpiece. Most sacrilegious murder hath broke ope the Lord's anointed temple and stole thence the life of the building. What is't you say, the life? Mean you his majesty? Do not bid me speak. See, and then speak yourselves. Macbeth and Lennox exit. Awake! 
Awake! Ring the alarm bell! Murder and treason! Banquo and Donald Bay! Malcolm! Awake! Lady Macbeth enters. What's the business that such a hideous trumpet calls to parley the sleepers of this house? Speak! Speak! Oh, gentle lady, tis not for you to hear what I can speak. The repetition in a woman's ear would murder as it fell. Banquo enters. Oh, Banquo. Banquo! Our royal master's murdered. Oh, alas, what? In our house? Too cruel anywhere. Didoff, I prithee, contradict thyself. Macbeth and Lennox return, followed by Donalbane and Malcolm. What is amiss? You are and do not note. The spring, the head, the fountain of your blood is stopped. The very source of it is stopped. Your royal father's murdered. Oh, by whom? Those of his chamber, as it seemed, had done it. Their hands and faces were all badged with blood. So were their daggers, which unwiped we found upon their pillows. No man's life was to be trusted with them. Oh, yet I do repent me of my fury, that I did kill them. Wherefore did you so? The expedition of my violent love outrun the pause of reason. Here lay Duncan, his silver skin laced with golden blood, and his gashed stabs looked like a breach in nature for ruin's wasteful entrance. There the murderers, steeped in the colors of their trade, their daggers unmannerly breached with gore. Who could refrain? Help me, hence. Oh. Look to the lady. Lady Macbeth is carried out. Malcolm takes his brother, Donalbane, to one side and speaks quietly to him. Why do we hold our tongues, that most may claim this argument for ours? What should be spoken here, where our fate, hidden in Agar Hall, may rush and seize us? Let's away, our tears are not yet brewed. Nor our strong sorrow upon the foot of motion. And when we have our naked frailties hid that suffer in exposure... Let us meet and question this most bloody piece of work to know it further. Fears and scruples shake us. In the great hand of God I stand. And so do I. So all. Let's briefly put on manly readiness and meet at the hall together. Well contented. All depart but Malcolm and Donalbane, and unseen Macbeth. What will you do? Let's not consort with them to show an unfelt sorrow as an office which the false man does easy. I'll to England. To Ireland, I. Our separated fortune shall keep us both the safer. Where we are, there's daggers and men's smiles. The nearer in blood, the nearer bloody. This murderous shaft that shot hath not yet lighted, and our safest way is to avoid the aim. Therefore to horse, and let us not be dainty of leave-taking, but shift away. There's warrant in that theft which steals itself when there's no mercy left. Malcolm and Donalbane exit. Macbeth emerges from hiding. Had I but died an hour before this chance, I had lived a blessed time. For from this instant there's nothing serious in mortality... All is but toys. Renown and grace is dead. The wine of life is drawn, and the mere lees is left this vault to brag of. Macbeth exits. 
63 Audio. The National Safety Council warns Americans that the most common accidents occur within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, I'm going out to check the mail. What? what? Wow! Oh, wow! Yes, it's the time you think you're the safest, that you're in the most danger. Within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, I'm going out to get the paper. National Safety Council advises that you use extreme caution whenever you are within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, I'm going to let the cat out. <laughs> to be completely safe, never come within 20 feet of your own front door. Honey, pass the ketchup, will you? Pass what? The ketchup! Okay, here it comes! Tomorrow, we'll discuss the threat of killer condiments. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you bleeding? I can't tell. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.